Welcome back to Tall Hungry Girl Talks. Yay! We made it to a second episode. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back today with my dear friend Gina. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that we made it back to another episode and more people than just my parents watched <laughs> and listened to the first one where we talked about boundaries. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out on my website, tallhungrygirl.com. You can actually see the video, which is pretty awesome, I think. (laughs) Anyway, so today we are talking about empathy. Um, This is something that is a topic near and dear to the hearts of Gina and me. from a young actually from when I was born basically my my father said that when I was delivered he said that I just looked looked around and basically just absorbed everything that was around me and I feel like that has been the theme of my entire life just like absorbing Mm -hmm. energy and everything um, around me for better or worse Um, So what is empathy? People often get sympathy and empathy confused with one another. Um, Sympathy, as Gina explained to me (laughs) five minutes before this started, (laughs) is is more or less kind of pitying Mm -hmm. or feeling sorry for Mm -hmm. someone or something like that. But empathy is really the ability to understand and share the feelings of others, which is us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we feel and we feel deeply. Yeah. Um, I, rem- I remember I was on my way here thinking about, like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing one on empathy? And I was trying to think, like, what was the catalyst? Like, what, what, what made me call you and say this? And I was thinking and remembering it was that one Saturday night, <laughs> home alone, and I watched that Amy Winehouse documentary, <laughs> oh, yeah. and my world was shook. <laughs> like, I was so hurt. I literally felt every bit of her pain. I mean, and it was more than just like watching a sad story and crying. I physically, I felt her depression. I I felt her anger. I felt her hurt. And not only did I feel it when I was watching it, I felt it for like the next week. Like the next day, I called you. Remember I called you and I was like, I am not okay. Like it ruined my weekend. And it's because I was... I was literally absorbing everything she was going through. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, it's something that I think has allowed me to um, have great relationships, but it can be so, like, devastating for myself. Like, I don't, I haven't necessarily figured out the right way of how to balance that because it, it rocked my world. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, entertainment, like, people are like, oh, let's go see a scary movie. I cannot watch scary movies because I'll be grinding my teeth at night and having dreams of people chasing me. Like I, I think the best way to describe, you know, being an, an empath essentially is just absorption. And then, you know, if you're not able to channel it right, torture, (laughs) emotional torture, because you feel things so passionately. It's the same. I mean, for you working in education Mm -hmm. and for me, you know, um, being a writer and, you know, being in the creative space and stuff like that, it allows me to have fuel. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the pros is that I really feel things and I want to make an impact. And that is like the energy that I get when I, 
when I write a column and I and I get an email from someone that I, I save all of those emails because <laughs> but that's what makes you such a good writer because you know how to connect with people yeah because you really can put yourself in the in what other people are feeling and feel that to connect with them and to be able to support them through that that yeah. really helps I think that that is what makes you a good writer I think that's what makes me a great educator is yes. because of that but I mean even in you know when you're teaching children empathy, we do it through literature. Like, so the fact that you're a writer makes sense because that's how we teach kids, like to connect with characters, to do it that way, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, And, you know, we were talking about this, you and I were talking about this the other day about how our whole life everyone has called us sensitive, which mm-hmm. is so damn annoying. I think it's more aware. I like the word <laughs> aware. Yes. I am aware. <laughs> I, I am deeply aware of the world around me. Um, you know, I think that that's one thing that, especially when you're dating someone, if they kind of want to, um, ignore your feelings, they'll say, oh, you're so sensitive or like brush them aside. But it's like, no, these, these are, these are real feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, but just, I think where sometimes people can be aloof and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'm never that. I couldn't even pretend to be it because part of being empathetic is just like this heightened um, like really a heightened awareness mm-hmm. to everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So the p- yeah, positives is that people turn to you and give you counsel. I know you have a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> including myself, <laughs> yes. that go to you. How, how is that for you though? <laughs> how is that? <laughs> um, it's hard. It's yeah. Dra- it can be draining um, if I... Because I do, especially with people I care about, right? Because I don't want to see you hurt. I don't want to see my friends hurt or sad or anything. So that's why, because of my empathy, right? That's why I tend to not have, going back to episode one, appropriate boundaries. <laughs> um, TellHungryGirl.com. <laughs> because I will drop whatever to make it make you feel better, right? Um, that being said, I do, there is a bit of, like, reward that I feel when I'm able to, like, talk to a friend and then at the end you know he or she feels better I think that like after I was a teacher when I became an instructional coach and I had to go through like a program of learning how to like coach people rather than like fix them you know what I'm saying and like facilitate their thinking that really helped me because I learned different strategies on how to support people without owning it like how to use the fact that I can empathize with them and still not like take on like feel every bit of the hurt like all the time mm-hmm. because you know people do even at work they come to me for everything not always about work stuff like they don't always come to me about kids I have teachers cry to me about their boyfriends about every about their girlfriends and you know those friendships and navigating through that and I and I remember what it's like to be 20 and I remember when it's like to think that every guy is everything and you know what I'm saying and so I want to help them it's not my job but I do it because I feel that for them you know and so while I think for me while I have been able to um, get a little bit better at not necessarily like trying to fix them, but try to help their thinking. That energy does stay with me, and that I think has been like a real downfall for me just this year because I'm then I literally even if they are feeling better, I still now have you're how tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I have, have literally absorbed all of the negative yeah. that they were feeling, and it's like on to me. So yeah. I don't 
yeah, I haven't really figured out how not to that part yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not working to do that. on that in progress. That'll be another episode. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, and putting up appropriate boundaries, as she said, referring <laughs> to episode one. But also, I think too, it's like people come to you, but also I'm I'm curious because I care. Yeah. It's like if someone comes to me about something, or you know, their parent is sick, or something like that. It's like I want to follow up with them to make sure that mm-hmm, they're okay. Yeah, yeah, and. I know that for me, like my, you know, my mom has been really, really sick this last year and it's like, you know, she, she just had a huge surgery and stuff like that. And so there's some days where I can't check in with her as often as maybe, um, I would want to, because if she's not doing well, it just takes my entire Mm -hmm. day down. And I think that that's, that's normal, but I think that it's amplified the, you know, with the Mm -hmm. level of empathetic that I that I am um I think though recently um and and my quest to kind of pad my empathy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it doesn't (laughs) penetrate so it doesn't (laughs) penetrate me as much um I have I have been becoming comfortable with awkwardness so I'm like one of those people that oh, you know, when I, I sit on an airplane, usually I'll say hi, or I'll be in an elevator and speak, or, you know, if you're at a coffee with someone or something like that, it's like you don't allow a lot of spaces for silence and stuff like that. Well, now I just stare at people and just, like, smile. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, almost, like, where I felt, I always felt the need to, like, make everyone comfortable and, like, okay, let's be happy and social and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Now I'm just like, okay, and... Okay, cool. <laughs> Swarm out. <laughs> right. You're not going to work for this? Me neither. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, right? Basically. Um, but one of the things that, I, w- I mean, in terms of relationships, this is one of the things that I just knew that we had to dive into. Actually, before, before I um, talk about that, I will say that, um, one of the one example when Gina and I were talking about this podcast, uh, one example of our empathy is that there was the other day we were um, leaving a restaurant and there was this woman that was like running for the bus, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't know whether the bus or was gonna was gonna yeah. stop or not. And Gina and I were really really into this. Like <laughs> we, didn't we even were look cheering. at each other. Yeah. We were just like, please make it, please make it, yeah. please make it. Oh my god, I think he's gonna stop. I think he's gonna stop. <laughs> narrating what was happening my arms were in the air when finally like the bus saw her and she arrived at the bus and was like walking in it was and and I really felt it as if I was running for the bus like legit but I mean it's that it's that human connection that really bonds me to people but it also is can be my destruction um especially you know in relationships like when you know your partner or something is going through something or they're just being an ass that day it's like they take well I I don't want to say they take you you go with them on that ride Mm -hmm. like how how has that been for you and do you do you kind of share that too where yes (laughs) (laughs) that's all I got about that yes because I I like I feel the need to like fix it's like always the need to fix a problem yeah all the time and it's exhausting and it's not your role like you have to really learn and that goes back to being okay with being uncomfortable yeah and the awkwardness like understanding that 
if, if you're, and it's hard, especially when you really like somebody, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, I don't want you to be sad. And I feel like it's natural to want to cheer someone up. But I feel like with us, it's like a different, it's an extreme. It's to the point of like sacrificing ourselves yes. and being uncomfortable just to make someone else happy. And yeah. that part is not healthy. Um, and I think that is with our empathy coupled with some other things that yeah. maybe later if you stick around, <laughs> you'll learn about. Um, <laughs> not really for that quite level of vulnerability yet. Um, but, but that to me is like what, I really have to like work on and all and relationships with men I date and with my friends as well. Like I just am a peacemaker and I just don't want people to be sad. So I'm whatever I can do. And that's not fair to myself nor the other person. Like they, people should feel their feelings. And yeah. Even if it makes me sad or uncomfortable, you know, yeah. um, I'm just someone who, and I think I was reading about like other people who are like really empathetic hashtag sensitive. Right. Um, that, um, they are people that other people love to be around, and they are also people who you would normally describe as like really fun and like extroverted and like um, always. Um, what do I say? Really charming, but they also because of the way they feel, they also do like battle depression. Yeah, and they have really low lows because you feel everything so yes. intensely, and that is like I remember being like realizing that being like people have to accept the good and the bad, yeah. right? It's the yin and the yang. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like you talked about being sensitive. My whole life, that's what I was told. Like, you're just so sensitive. Oh, stop being so sensitive. Yeah. Why are you so sensitive? And I thought it was such an awful thing to be until I became a grown-up. And not even, like, at to like 30-something. Like, you know, yeah. my 30s where I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is what my sensitivity, my level of empathy and the way I connect and feel for others is what allows me to be, like, such an awesome teacher and, yeah. and reach so many children. Mm -hmm. It allows me to be such a good friend to these people who are calling me sensitive. And when you're up there, like, dancing on stage or connecting <laughs> in a talent show, it, it happened. Um, and connecting with students, it's like you get joy from that. Yes. And so that is also part of the empathy is, like, that feeling you joy. You feel others' joy. Yeah. You want that for them. Yeah. And so understanding that when you feel that high and you feel good about that, you feel other things as well. And so people have to take the bad with that or if they think it's bad. I don't necessarily think it's bad. Like, obviously, if I am sensitive or I have a level of empathy that allows me to support you, my friend, through some of the BS you go through, then that's because I feel. So when you say something to me that I don't, that isn't kind, I also feel that. Yeah. And it's not that I'm sensitive. Yeah. It's that your words were unkind. And, yeah. And, and I you're an asshole. And I shared it with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that to me, and I think you said, and we were meeting that it's almost like, a write-off like they don't yeah. they're not accountable for their feelings yeah. what they say anymore they're like yeah. oh you're just being sensitive yeah and it's like no maybe you're just like rude and maybe mad. maybe you're yeah. rude you're yeah. just being rude and I think <laughs> and I like my whole life you know like you said it's just like I've looked at it up until recently really like a downfall but I think I had one thing one good thing in my corner is that my dad would always remind me that he would he would say that I was just so aware I was just yeah. you're just you know and and I am sensitive and the thing is is I think it's a genetic disposition because mm -hmm. I'm sensitive to smells yes <laughs> yes I have <laughs> yeah she's like a superpower superhero if there I was what could be your name like <laughs> smelly smelly smellers <laughs> 
Right. Like, it is crazy. Girl. It, is, <laughs> girl. it is crazy, her sense of smell. I'm, I, I, I mean, mean, this is a, a G-rated show, so I can't tell you some of the things that she be saying when she be smelling it. But know that. <laughs> Nothing gets by this little nose here. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It's, I, I know when, you know, people are smoking or just, like, at work, I'll pass someone in the hallway, and and I'll know if they've been drinking the night before. And and I mean, this has happened to me on a number of number of times where I'll be like, oh, I think he has a drinking problem. He's come into work smelling like alcohol for five days in a row. But other people, I'll, I'll say, you know, did you smell that? No, they don't smell it. I'm sensitive to medicines. I'm sensitive to the sun. I'm I mean, I'm sensitive yeah. to everything. And so it's no surprise to me that emotionally I am right. sensitive, sensitive to And she's a cancer, so yeah. there's that. <laughs> there's that. Okay, so yeah. 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 <laughs> Send money. Give you my PayPal email. <laughs> empathize with this yes. struggling artist here yeah. <laughs> a girl tall hungry girl don't sympathize <laughs> empathize, empathize. <laughs> feel this with me guys feel this with me but yeah so I think that you know I've been fortunate that I do have parents you know especially my dad because he was mm. a counselor who who never looked at it as like a negative thing but I think because I you know went into journalism and got a degree in journalism and that was how I connected with people that I was interviewing with and, mm-hmm. you know, how I was able to write good stories and, you know, and so it helped me, It I would say present tense, it has helped me be a better journalist yeah. because, you know, but, you know, like we said, the downfall is that sometimes those feelings. Yeah. You got to take the go with the bat yeah. and just accept that for yeah. who you are. Like, I know why I feel this way, like, because... I have good feelings and I have bad feelings. And yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes. I'm always in awe of people, though, that aren't empathetic and that just Are can. I, no, I am. <laughs> I, no, I am because it is so. When I think you I'm read always. about them murdering people? No, not, not like that. <laughs> not like that. But people that I like in their, you know, they, they're not, they never say the words, oh, I, I feel bad. And then, oh, you know, yeah, follow it up them. because yeah. they, they, they just don't. don't. And so they move in life with this like kind of confidence but also arrogance of like an unawareness of the feelings of anyone else Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just I mean it's so unrelatable to me Mm -hmm. and so therefore it's like you're like a drawn to it it's attractive yeah yeah yeah. which is just a dating nightmare (laughs) 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 ladies and gentlemen yes you're like why are you like that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so, I mean, it's a fascination that's often short-lived because I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not like that. Like, then that is kind of a reminder yeah. to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think you were lucky to have um, your dad, who is an awesome man that I love, um, <laughs> tell you those good things about yourself and tell you that because I didn't. You know, I have amazing parents. Love my mom and my stepdad. Um, but my mom didn't. And no one told me that. They said I was sensitive. You know what I mean? And so... If something, if I was offended by something that someone said or did, they were like, oh my gosh, you're just so sensitive. And growing up in a family where several people like struggle with like addiction or like and act a little bit crazy. I mean, I'm crazy, but in a very different way, right? (laughs) Like I would always be so annoyed because 
they couldn't see the way their behavior was affecting other people. Yeah. And it's one of those things where people are like, why do you care about like how other what other people think and, and stuff? I don't even care about what other people think. I care about people, the way other people feel. That's really it. Like people can think whatever they want, but I really do care about the way other people feel. And so to be around that and see behaviors, yeah, be like, oh my goodness, yeah. it's like nail, like it's killing yeah. me softly. Yeah, you know, so, like yeah. awkward social situations. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I drag Gina to <laughs> a birthday party and I felt it was not a birthday party <laughs> <laughs> she dragged me to the club <laughs> on accident guys it was an accident on a Thursday and I'm almost 40 <laughs> at 9 p.m which we're usually both in, in bed, bed. Mm-hmm. anyway I just had this vision in my head that it was going to be so much fun and I think it was so horrible mm-hmm. and so awkward, and I felt so bad. She did. And I'm pretty sure it, like, affected me all weekend. Like, I bought her dinner because I felt so bad. She didn't have to, but she did. She just kept saying, and I was fine. Like, I just wanted to spend time with her. I mean, I was blown, and then I was fine, <laughs> right? I was like, no, it's okay. I'm just here with you. And she could not. She's I'm so sorry. I'm just, here, order something else. Order a drink. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But that's where it's like, that's, I mean, that's what I feel like empathy, the deepest, I think entertainment and like social situations, especially like awkward social situations and trying to like patch them up when you just don't need to. It's trying to. Yeah. I think that also when learning um, and realizing that being empathetic can be a strength rather than always like um, what an area of struggle um, it really helped me with one of my my friends back home, my friend Shakira, and I was telling her when I um, took this, I was also telling to her about this book, Strength Finders, I had to take when I was in um, school getting my admin certification, and they named empathy as one of my uh, strengths. Surprise, surprise. But I remember seeing that, and I was like, how is this a strength? And talking to my friend about it, and she was just like, of course it's a strength, like about specifically about connecting with people. But she's like, what you have to learn to do is not let that be the reason you allow people to mistreat you because you can always understand. Like, I will always be able to see different perspectives. I think that it is that is a strength of mine, right? And sometimes to my demise. I will always be able to um, understand, well, most of the times, why people do certain things because I understand that everybody has a story, right? I don't really believe there are bad people. I think people react to the situations and their environments that they have. And so because of that, in my life, I think, growing up, I would not hold people accountable because I'd be like, oh, well, I get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're just going through something yeah. or, um, yeah, that's really it. Like, well, they, they didn't grow up with this parent yeah. or they didn't have a lot of friends, yeah. you know, especially like at work, meeting new people and everybody's got a story, Yeah. right? But being who I am, for some, I don't think I'm intimidating, but there are some people who can be intimidated by me. People have said so, and I don't see it. But with that, sometimes people are like really pass-aggressive and mean, and I'm just like, they just are mean. And I'm just like, but then before I like get angry, I think about like their story yeah. and what they're going through. And that's, they can go through that, and that doesn't give them a pass. Yes. Like, yeah. And that's what I have to learn. Yeah. That, like, yes, peop- everybody's got a story. I have a story, too. Yeah. I'm still a grown-ass woman, and I have to make yes. choices yeah. every day about what I'm going to do and not do, how I'm going to treat somebody, how I'm yeah. not going to treat somebody. And I think in my life, I, for most of my life, not now, because now I'm better at that part, <laughs> hopefully. But hashtag for, growth. Hashtag growth. <laughs> but for the most part in my life, 
I would use that as a way to like, you know, avoid conflict. Yeah. Um, and be like, no, well, I, I have the skill set to move past it. Like they didn't mean it. They're a good person. Yeah. It was just X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, like that's not okay. And it's yeah. not like and it's not okay. And yes. that's really what it needs to be. Like I understand that you're struggling with something over here that, you know, and I may trigger something for you and it's not okay yeah. what you did yeah it's kind of like you know I think most of us have had screwed up childhoods yeah and it's like every, okay. every parent traumatizes you right yeah like that's yeah just so, their role yeah in and, some and way yes and then also does wonderful things yes but it's like you know you there there comes a point where it's like yes I can empathize with you on that but you have to act you know, yeah. grown and mature from yeah. that experience and can't lean on that as an excuse right. for your be bad behavior. Like, yes. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> or like, Tahir and I used to always joke about like guys, and sorry guys, this is not male bashing. We love you so much. But we would always joke about how guys will get their feelings hurt like once and like, 25 years ago <laughs> and still be carrying that shit like mad and be like player player and be like you're like why are you like this man i ain't let my i ain't got my feelings hurt no more <laughs> i tried to talk to that girl in 1994 <laughs> and she played me and you're like it bruh it's 2019 I know. let's move on girls get their heart broken All every the time day. so i'm saying it's yes. the same thing right we're like we know you've been through something yeah. nobody understands heartbreak better than us and yeah we gotta get over move that on. shit <laughs> we gotta move on <laughs> Our empathy well must run dry at some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it's like, no, I can always understand. And I think that's my big thing. That's what I'm going to keep saying for the rest of the show. And yeah. capital A, capital N, capital D, bold. And, okay? So, yes, you're like this. And yeah. get it together. Yes. So, in conclusion. <laughs> that's and. My, that's, that's my favorite thing to say. In conclusion. You're so professional. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I'm writing a term paper. Mm -hmm. Basically, empathy is a superpower. It is. It a is a superpower. And I think that when it really, really becomes magical mm -hmm. is when you're able to properly channel it mm -hmm. and set up healthy boundaries and learn to not absorb as much emotion or at least put a little bit of padding in there mm -hmm. and be comfortable with the awkwardness. I think that when you become comfortable with a little bit of awkwardness and not feel like you have to fix everything, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to get too deep into it since, you know, I'm in conclusioning. <laughs> but I was, talking to my, I was talking to my stepmom and, you know, telling her about different issues I was having. And she was like, oh, well, that's natural. And that was all she offered me. And I just loved it because she wasn't trying to fix the problem. She yeah. was just there to listen. And it was like an energy that I felt. It was like she cared. She really cared. But that was all that's she all was she offering. Offer. And, and I think that that's okay is that when someone's talking to you, you know, sometimes when I'm spilling my heart to Gina via Gchat, she'll just say, I'm sorry. And I'll get the clue. She's busy. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Thanks for joining us for our second episode of Tall Hungry Girl Talks. Um, I don't know why I'm singing it. Um, check out my website, tallhungrygirl.com, to listen to uh, my first podcast on boundaries. I really think that that is an evergreen podcast that can be listened to really in, in 20 years, I think. I really do think it's going to become quite the gem. 
And That's right, girl. Put it, it out there. Yes. <laughs> and also on tallhungrygirl.com, I have some entertaining and informative articles about mental health, travel, food, basically all the things I like. I need to do one about naps because that's really my number one love. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm Tahira. And I'm Gina. And I'm Gina. (laughs) That's it. Thanks, folks. Join us next time. Sweet and bored.